Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Howdy, partners! Welcome to How We Saw It, where we open with the most cliche thing I could say on an episode about Westerns. <laughs> I am Mike, and as always, the Bush Cassidy to my Sundance, the Doc Holiday to my Wyatt Earp. Aaron! What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come on over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info right there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. So we've been we've been drumming up Pluto TV a lot lately. I know. But I'm a little d- disappointed in them. Uh-oh. They have a channel I'm going to call porn for people who have internet <laughs> but don't understand how a search engine works yeah because there's two channels dedicated to just women dancing around in bikinis yeah I don't Some, sometimes in exotic locations but not always right it's and, just a little weird yeah like bad house music i feel like it's probably for teenage boys who have a really strict filter on their computer maybe and now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? What's going on this week for you? Oh, well, this morning, right, I get up early and uh, there's nothing on TV. So I'm tooling around through Shudder and I find this movie called Boar, uh, as in like the wild pig, um, starring Bill Mosley. Uh, no one else that I knew, except, do you remember, uh, do you remember when Nathan Jones was, uh, was in the WWE? Remember that big, gigantic Australian guy that only Hmm. lasted for like six weeks or something like that? Well, he went, he, he went and became an actor. Uh, and, and no joke, anytime there's a movie with any even remotely close to an Australian cast in it, I'm always like, Nathan Jones better be in this fucking thing. And he always is. It never fails. He always just kind of shows up somewhere as some random guy. Um, well, in this one, he played the brother. Um, and it kind of looked like he's running around from this giant. It's basically Jaws as a pig, basically. Like pig Jaws. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's running around with the, 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 the main female character who's his sister and then the daughter. So his niece. Uh, he is so huge compared to the rest of them that it looked like a guy running around with two small children. Uh, hmm. However, the movie's fucking fantastic. I loved it. It's corny. At no point does it take itself seriously. Uh, <laughs> it looks good. I, I got to be honest, like the giant pig looks really cool. Uh, and it had cool deaths. Uh, and yeah, like I said, Nathan Jones was in it. So I was like a big thumbs up on it. Um, let's see. Uh, my Pluto plug. Uh, I watched, uh, you would think, right, that we were doing a Western episode today, uh, as you could tell by the yeehaw in the beginning. Uh, and you'd think that I would watch Westerns today, right? Like to, to kind of brush myself up on them and, and, and be all, nope, no, I watched, uh, I watched Flicks of Fury, which is the, uh, the martial arts movie channel. Uh, I watched a lot of that this week, actually. I caught, uh, Kung Fu Hustle, which I will watch anytime it's on. Uh, and then today I watched my very favorite and what might actually have been my first Kung Fu movie, which was The Last Dragon. Hmm. Uh, 1980s uh, 
Schlockfest <laughs> with Show Nuff and, and Bruce Leroy, uh, played by I am I I'm always afraid I'm going to pronounce this guy's name wrong. I think it's I think it's Timok. T a i m a k. I'm not exactly sure how he pronounces it. Uh, and the the late Vanity, who was awesome in that movie. It's we, uh, we discussed that in depth on the action episode. We did. That's right. We did. We did. I forgot all about that. <laughs> and while I was like, like I'm sitting there watching, uh, sitting there watching the Last Dragon, right? And then the commercials come up, uh, and they've been running this commercial for, oh God, I don't even. It's some kind of like. Uh, cable provider or something along that line like a phone provider or something but it's in spanish the whole commercial is in spanish right so i'm watching the movie which is in english and then the commercial comes up in spanish and about two-thirds of the way through the commercial i forget if i actually have like the spanish channel on because they have a movie channel on pluto that's all movies just with spanish language tracks to them and i was thinking like as i'm as i'm kind of scrolling through and the Spanish movie channel has a great selection of movies. Like I hate that I'm too lazy to learn the language uh, because there's a ton of movies on there that I would watch. <laughs> but then I guess like they wouldn't really be the voices of the actors that I would be used to hearing. So I guess maybe learning the language would be better for stuff that was only ever available in a so Spanish language. So you can watch the Telemundo telenovel novellas right uh, like the telenovelas and the the triple a lucha libre i'll be able to understand the fucking commentary that'd be fun um and they i, I don't know if you're going to mention it so if if you are we'll just kind of we'll just kind of go on it for a minute they added a doctor who channel mm-hmm. which i guess is just the what they say like the one first through seven doctors one through seven yeah um i came in late uh my first doctor was christopher eccleston and i stopped after matt smith so I had a short run with the show, but it's fun. Uh, and it's cool to see the old one. I have a problem watching them sometimes because they look like drama club to me. <laughs> like they look like I'm watching it on like a, on like a, like a closed caption from a or a closed circuit from a school with mm-hmm. like, you know, like a, a Mrs. Mrs. Feely's 12th grade drama club. You know, that's kind of how it always feels to me a little bit. Um, and then I had said, last week that sometimes i uh i can't come up with anything so if i had a random thought that just popped into my head uh i was i would you know write it down and and go for it uh so i was thinking this week um you know you know how like like hardline trumpers are always really uh complaining about how uh no one no one tolerates them Hmm. like they can't go anywhere or whatever you know it's hard it's hard out there to be a to be a Republican, oh, I guess. Um, I, I've decided that I would cut Trumpers some slack if they would just admit that he's dumb. <laughs> like if they would just say, look, he's my president and 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 that's that. Like this is the way I'm going to vote. Uh, but even I'll admit that he's stupid. <laughs> uh, I would be so much, I don't want to say more okay with it because I would never be okay with him as the president. But uh, I would be slightly less uh, disgusted mm. by hardline Trumpers if they were at least like, hey, he's kind of dumb. Like he just he opens his mouth and he says stuff like I don't care if like, I, I, I don't want to say I don't care if you like him or you don't like him. Like I do kind of care, I guess. Uh, but I think we should all at least be able to admit that he's not perfect. Um, 
in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he's kind of <laughs> gross, and uh, he's 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 pretty dumb, and he lies a lot. Uh, I just feel like if if they said to me, "Hey, Aaron, uh, I'm still sticking with him," but I will fully admit that uh, he couldn't tie his shoes in like three tries. Um, I think I would just let people, uh, let people have a little bit more slack. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like just admit he's dumb. Like be okay with like, if you, if he's, if that's your president, that's it. Fine. Okay. He feel your president, you know, like whatever. But, uh, he's also a moron. Like he, 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 he's like a, he's like a toddler. Like he just kind of goes wherever and does whatever and everybody around him feel, I feel like they have like an internal kind of like cringe face. Like, Mm. you know, like when you see like a kid, like precariously walking too close to the edge of a swimming pool, like, will he fall in? Will he not? Oh, you know, little Donald stumbling. Um, But he, he stumbles all the time. And uh, in the beginning they were like, Hey, give him a curve. You know, he's not a politician. Uh, How much of a curve are we going for? Like, is it just a circle is what I'm getting? Like, is that curve connected and it just never fucking ends? Because uh, he's not getting any brighter and he doesn't seem like he's getting any better. Um, but anyway, that's my soapbox. And uh, I'm going to stop standing on it for a minute. <laughs> so uh, that was me, man. What kept you saying? Well, I wouldn't say that was really a sane segment there. I don't oh, yeah. really when we talk about him is the farthest thing from sane. I know. <laughs> But I guess I guess my saying is tied to Pluto TV as well. Please sponsor us. Uh, their cult chat movie channel. I, yeah, I call like there's an Elvira like mini marathon going on, so I watched mm-hmm. her doing her thing there. And then I decided, hey, I'll watch the Elvira, the Mist- Dar- Mistress of the Dark movie on Amazon, and I yeah. I never saw that. It's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. It's funny, right? I also was in the mood for a gory movie at work the other day, so I was okay. like. A Lucio Fulci movie. How could you go wrong if you want gore? Well, yeah. apparently I went wrong. This 1987 movie, A Enigma. There was like no gore. Mm-hmm. There was no gore in it. So like you I... got like his one random wholesome movie. <laughs> wholesome with murder, but still. Well, yeah. Fulci wholesome. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's the zombie director here. And right. There's no gore. So I was disappointed in that. What a waste. <laughs> I wasted my two hours. <laughs> but any time wasted at work not doing work, it, is it really time wasted? It's true. It's, yeah. it helps, and you got paid for it. So And watching it helps me do work. It helps me. Yeah. Keeps me. It calms you down. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so I, I, I know we were going to talk about it and I forgot. What did you think of the Dr. Sleep trailer? Uh, so I just watched it a little while well this morning yeah and well my problem is I'm not a huge fan of The Shining as it is right and I'm just wondering someone who's read both books what their opinion will be because I want to know if the, is the movie a sequel to the movie or is it a sequel to the book I mean I know Jen has read both of them and she liked the trailer and is, has been very excited for the movie to come out. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think it's a, I think it's a sequel to the book. Mm. 
But I mean, you, I guess if you're making a movie about it, you would have to use imagery from the original movie to, to tie them together. Which they do. And they, yeah. they shot those scenes. And it's the director from 1408 and Gerald's Game. So he's which makes me feel pretty good. Like those were both good movies. So he handles he's handled Stephen King stuff in the past. So plus it's you and McGregor. So how could yeah. you go wrong with that? He's usually pretty safe. <laughs> I know there was a lot of people complaining about the use of imagery from The Shining, but I I don't know. I feel like that's just like what straw are you grasping for? Because I don't know, I don't know why in a movie that's supposed to be a sequel to the shining you would assume that there wouldn't be imagery from it like kind of an icon it's kind of an iconic film they could use the tv movie (laughs) ew ew go stand in the corner that was more (laughs) the book yeah like that's the i have like that's my biggest problem is that the kubrick one is a good movie but a piss poor adaptation i think i said this in like the the horror episode yeah but the, the, the TV one is a faithful adaptation, but a terrible film or, you know, whatever you want to call it, like terrible. Had Steven Weber from. It did have Steven Weber. He was he was like one of the better parts of it. Uh, Rebecca Dormornay was good. It was the kid that I couldn't. <laughs> something Cortland Mead, I believe, is his name. He is also. Is it him? Yeah. 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 He's in Hellraiser Bloodline. The one in space, like the one that I really, really like that no one likes. Um, he's in that one, too. And he kills a good 40 minutes of that movie for me. Kid be yelling or something. And I'm just like, Ugh, kill him. You know? It's like the kid in Cujo. Hmm. Every time I watch Cujo, I get depressed because the mom and the kid didn't die this time. <laughs> the dog didn't win. <laughs> the dog didn't win. Aaron, that dog had rabies. You've got rabies. <laughs> Kind of like old yeller. Right? You got to cheer for the dog. Which happened in the Old West, kind of, in the prairies. Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I like that. I would like to call you the resident how we saw it Western expert. Because that's just because you've seen probably more movies than me. So that makes that <laughs> by default, that makes you the expert. I appreciate that because, like, you, you, you called me the expert, but then you kind of came right back around and explained to everybody that it's only in the basis of comparing me to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes the pressure considerably less. Hmm. So as we know, and we discussed last week when you previewed this episode, that there was a resurgence of Westerns in the 90s, late 80s, early yeah. 90s. Well, most yep. of the 90s. Yeah, it was kind of surprising, man. When I uh, when I sat down to kind of look through all this stuff, uh, I went decade by decade just so I could refresh myself with movies that came out that maybe I had seen and forgotten, um, or maybe I had heard about it, and of course, stuff that I hadn't heard about at all. And uh, man, was there a ton of stuff! Um, like, and I'll get. I I actually did break everything out by by decade. Mm. Uh, so I will get to all that stuff when we hit those specific years, but I guess we should probably start at the very beginning. Um, it feels kind of funny that we're recording this on, uh, on father's day. Cause Westerns feel like a day. Right. Kind of thing. <laughs> like, like I think like if it wasn't a year from today, like we, our next one would be like war movies or something, <laughs> right? Like, like 
dad and war movies, dad and Westerns. Like, um, but truth be told, I don't like a lot of old, old Westerns. I think they're, I think they're kind of boring. Uh, and I think the, uh, the problematic blatant racism in them really makes them hard to <laughs> makes them hard to watch. Um, but I, as I started watching them in the late eighties, uh, and I did when I got older, go back and watch like the, the Sergio Leone's, uh, man with no name right. movies, the Clint Eastwood stuff. Uh, I don't like John Wayne. Like, let's just get that out right now. I don't like John mm-hmm. Wayne. Um, I don't think he was ever really a particularly good actor. I think, uh, I think his version of true grit is okay, but I actually prefer the Coen brothers version better than the original. Um, why do you think, why do you think he became such a, such an American icon? Like I, I, I don't, none of his stuff has like wowed me. Like, am I just the wrong generation or, I almost, well, that's the thing is, I actually read something not that long ago about, he was basically a propaganda tool. Yeah. You know, he's, he was the man's man, and I don't mean, he didn't even serve in the military, I don't believe. Uh-uh. So, but he's famous for playing those types of roles and... Yeah, like a lot of war movies and a lot of weapons mm-hmm. where the good guy always survived and, you know, made it through to the end, except one time he died. And I don't remember what movie mm. it was. Maybe it's, is it Shane? I don't think it's Shane. I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't know John's <laughs> movies. Um, <clears throat> for me, you're talking old Westerns, Clint Eastwood, hands down, was always the man. He's crazy as shit now. Uh, but back then... Like to me, he was he was kind of the man. Uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. Fistful of dollars, few dollars more. Uh, Pale Rider, Outlaw, Josie Wales. Like he was making westerns into the eighties. Pale Rider was in the in the eighties or the nineties. I can't even remember which. And then he comes back and wins the Oscar for making hmm. Unforgiven about like the old you know the, the 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 old cowboy who comes back for one last you know ride to right the wrongs like. Um, did you do you watch have you watched any of the older eastwood stuff just the 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 man with no name saga yeah i mean that's i think that's required viewing (laughs) i think so too like you kind of have to uh at least at the very least the good the bad Mm -hmm. the ugly which i i i know i will warn people now going in that i think it's think it's over two and a half hours it's a long movie Mm. uh I associate it with uh, like watching it with my dad. Uh, we watched it one year before I met Jen. Uh, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I don't know. Like we both went out and sat on the couch and fell asleep watching the good, the bad and the ugly. So now I kind of just associate it with hanging out mm. with my dad. Um, but aside from this, what- say I, we should almost have my wife on this because every Sunday she's goes over to her grandparents. And it's basically on the, direct tv western channel so she's so oh, she's no got shit. her fill of westerns so she's getting all the old <laughs> stuff too there's a lot of like oddball ones that i like too like i there's some that i can't even remember the name of but like if they're on i'll be like oh but there's this lee van cleef one called uh oh god it's either like a 
I think it's like a fistful of dynamite, but there's an alternate title called like duck you sucker. <laughs> it's a weird, it's the weirdest title. It's like, like you couldn't get two more polar opposites. It's like, you know, fistful of dynamite or duck you mm. sucker. Like, I don't know which one I actually like more. Like I think duck you sucker kind of works better. But, uh, and then like stuff like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid, uh, those I got right. into, you know, after the kind of after the fact. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, I know a lot of the, we spent the majority of our like younger years kind of together, but you were, you know, you had, you did live in Long Island for a while. Um, I wasn't really big on playing like Cowboys and Indians as a kid. I just, I did, it never, it never really was my thing. I didn't get it. Um, so I didn't get any like exposure to it. Like, I feel like it's that kind of stereotypical thing that like kids, they think kids mm-hmm. play. Like, did you ever play that as a kid? Like, I remember playing Cowboys, but I don't ever remember anybody like, you know, it's not it's not OK to really call them that. Like, it, it was called Cowboys and Indians. That's what we played. Like, I don't ever everybody wanted to be the mm. cowboy. Like, so it was just really just running around like, woo, woo, woo. like, you're not fucking <laughs> doing anything. Cause... Yeah, I mean. I think there's a hole in your memory. Because uh, there is, is a there? hole in your memory because. uh Right around the time Young Guns came out, me and Aaron were part of a, a Western gang. <laughs> yeah, gang of we, two. we were the wild and crazy bunch. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we 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 saw it on a TV show or something. We were like, oh, and then we just you know ran off and did whatever the fuck it a was lot we of were doing. Being on top of the pool and getting shot to pieces by the. Yeah, we weren't good. We were bad guys. Yeah, because that's how the movies portrayed them at that point. Like, that's that's funny. Uh, Western heroes got a little bit less uh, white knight, I think, around Mm -hmm. that time period. Like, it was a little bit more acceptable and cool to be kind of uh, like the edgy bad guy who might be a good guy. This was the height of cool for us. (laughs) <laughs> right Emilio Estevez was the height of fucking cool but you know who wasn't because he died out in that movie super fast Charlie Sheen was still not the epitome oh, yeah. of cool his, his his brother made it longer than he did <laughs> going down the place of glory <laughs> well hang on man that's that's young oh yeah you're right you're right <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I don't want to. I'm gonna. I'll forget otherwise if I don't bring this up because you mentioned it. Um, that soundtrack is still fucking fantastic mm. to me. I don't know if it's because I listened to it so much when I was like, I don't even like Bon Jovi, but but that soundtrack is great. I still love that soundtrack. Um, but aside from that, did why was it in the in the 80s? Why did every hair metal band want to be like cowboys? They all sang about being cowboys or had like the look like they were cowboys. Like, I don't get what it was with like 80s hair metal and what was it like the last rebel kind of thing? It, like the outlaw. You're still got to figure in the 80s, Clint Eastwood was still the badass yeah. cowboy, you know, because yeah. coming off the movies in the 60s and the 70s. So that's still the image of badass. Like you said, it's still the yeah, rebel. That's true. Still the. It's very like if anyone's listened to this in another country, it's very hard for them to understand the romanticism of the Wild West for Americans. Mm-hmm. It's a very 
ingrained American thing, like such a piece of history for Americans. And it's the, the vision of that manifest destiny, you know, we own the West. Yeah. Like the last yeah. great frontier. You know, kind to tame of. the West. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's very, uh, very white man's bird. So it's, they were attaching themselves to it because it's hard to be manly when you're wearing makeup and long hair. Spandex, you know? Yeah, that's so, true. And, and, jang- and jangly bracelets. So that's, that, that's the opposite of the picture of manliness of the American. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's funny that you mentioned um, like it kind of being ingrained in a culture and having a hard time explaining it to somebody who wasn't from the U.S., like what mm. the draw was to it. I watched Young Guns 1 uh, like two or three weeks ago with the boy and he had never seen it before. It was He said it was his first Western, which is kind of surprising to me, but I, I guess. Uh, so we're watching we're watching Young Guns and, and like, you know, you've seen like Wild West movies like people just mm. get fucking shot. Like dude, just be walking down the street and just bang, he fucking falls over and that's the end of it. Like, you know, drops his eggs or whatever the fuck it is he's carrying and just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You're dead, Mr. McCoy. Um <laughs> Yo, he looked at me at one point and just had this look of horror on his face. And like this kid has sat through like some 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 solid horror movies. But he looked at me with just this look of of disgust and horror in his eye and was like, how on earth do people like this is ridiculous. You can't just shoot somebody in the street like that. And I had to explain to him like, no, man, that's exactly how it was. Like, you know, that's how that's how things were back then. It was just this kind of lawless way. It was like Mad Max with like different colored leather basically like instead of black leather it was like like cowhide uh rawhide whatever (laughs) so all right so uh young guns it was 1988 when that movie came out it was my first western i believe uh and i had to I, i wasn't positive on the timing but that was either followed by dances with wolves or young guns 2 in 1990 now i always thought that dances with wolves came first for some reason i just pictured that movie as being older than young guns one i don't know why like and i don't i had a hard time at first saying like like is 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 dances with wolves a western but then yes because it starts out as a war movie and then goes right out west Um, that was the movie that made me like i'm like i'll admit that i'm a kevin Mm -hmm. costner fan i don't love all of his stuff but like usually he'll he'll get me to watch a movie um that was the first one i think where i was like look at that guy he's fucking cool um and and honestly as a kid that movie was like probably the longest thing i've ever seen Hmm. like i remember seeing that in the yeah i remember seeing that in the theater uh with my mom and my grandmother and it had an intermission (laughs) <laughs> that's how long it was that they had an intermission they didn't even give you an intermission for end games <laughs> so like that's how far we've come as a i'm gonna hold my pee society is that now or it's just like the the they knew their audience like who's going to see dances with wolves <laughs> i bet it's old people so you know they're gonna need an intermission so yeah that was probably my first really long movie um and then obviously young guns to the the much more Hollywood kind of mm. romanticized sequel to the original Young Guns, which which let's 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 not play the original Young Guns as anything more than what it is. It was full of hot, fresh faces, uh, 
and it was it was made so that uh teenage boys would be like i want to be as cool as that guy and teenage girls would be like i want to i want to date that bad boy that's basically how that movie was cast um (laughs) the genre itself like i said this in the beginning and now i'm second guessing it uh the genre is very sporadic uh but like i said i went through all those decades and there was a lot more movies than i remember but i don't think as it went on, there was as many that got released mm. to the theater. I think a lot of this stuff as you got as you went along was like direct to streaming or direct to DVD or shit like that. So the 80s, uh, which, you know, is where I came in. The only ones that really jumped out for me, uh, Silverado. Which uh, I don't think I actually watched until I was way, way later. Uh, Pale Rider, a Clint Eastwood movie. And then. It would be uh, it would be a tragedy for us to not mention this movie. The Three Amigos ah. is a Oops, western, too. and I love that movie so much. The Three Amigos <laughs> is classic. Uh, so I didn't watch a ton of movies in the theater in the eighties. So like I wasn't going to see stuff. The nineties was when I really got kind of had to sucker my mom into taking me to see like every damn thing imaginable. Um, so the 90s gave us Western movies like uh, Unforgiven, Dances with Wolves, The Quick and the Dead, uh, the Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman and Russell Crowe movie, uh, Maverick, Ugh. Wyatt Earp was was another movie that had a uh, which another movie that had an intermission in it because it was like three hours long. Um, let's see. Uh, Posse, which was a good movie. I don't remember. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I'm pretty sure I did uh back to the future three i know kind of not technically what you would think of as a western but totally a western uh geronimo um the last five goes west huh five goes west yes that's right uh the last outlaw which was an hbo original movie with uh mickey rourke and armand asante that was pretty good i actually saw that like i don't know a couple months back they were playing it for some reason uh el mariachi we get into some robert rodriguez territory with that one and desperado uh and of course the reason for this entire episode tombstone never heard of it no never heard of it that's all right (laughs) hold on i'm gonna gonna school you uh no i'm not doing an information dump on a movie that's what imdb and google is for uh it is, however, the first movie that I totally fell in love with. I believe I saw it in the theater yeah. six times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved it. You couldn't go wrong for me. You gave me, you gave me Sam Elliott. You gave me Bill Paxton. You gave me Val Kilmer as the best version of Doc Holliday that's ever been on film, and you gave me Kevin Co- or uh, oh, Kurt Russell, uh, who is probably like to me. Kurt Russell is what like the generation before had with Clint Eastwood. Like he's my Clint Eastwood. Um, It takes uh, the story of the gunfight at the OK Corral and kind of fleshes it out from the beginning. It shows you everybody coming to Tombstone. It gives you the problems with the Cowboys and the Earps. It gives you a little bit of everything. It is fucking quotable. It is flashy. It is, uh, 
Oh God, I can't think of enough good things to say about the damn movie. I love it. I love it. I am on a quest to get it signed by everybody that's still alive from the film. It's getting harder and harder. Uh, they keep kind of dying off. Uh, stick with us, Val Kilmer, please. Um, it's probably, I would say, in my top five films of all time. Like, If it's on, I stop. Uh, when I was uh, still living at home with my parents, I had it on VHS because that's how old I am. And I would play it on my little fucking 20-something inch TV, but I would play it with the subtitles on. So I actually knew damn near every line of that movie, including the sequences in Latin. So I was a little, uh, I was probably a little bit obsessed. So, but you know, I didn't run around in cowboy hats and dusters or anything. So I guess it didn't get like, you know, too bad. But uh, what, what was your, what's your take on that movie? I'm sure, I'm sure living with me, I made you watch. Am I allowed to say anything twice. about it? That's just, no. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. I love that movie yeah. too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I just like looking at the cast list, you know people thomas hayden church was in it <laughs> right everybody it had uh the guy that plays fuck uh yeah ike the guy that played ike clan <laughs> he's in everything now and i'm he was in avatar he was in uh don't breathe i can't think of his name off the top of my head you know who i'm talking about had powers booth rest in peace um michael Bean, uh jason Priestley. Uh, God, who was, uh, uh, fuck, Charlton Heston was in it. So yeah, it was like a, it was like a huge, it was one of the first real like ensemble cast things I remember, you know? Yeah, it was, what was the critical reception for that movie? Uh, I think it was okay. Uh, I didn't, like, I was too young at the time to really read too much critical reception about things. I just, I was just like, I'm going to a movie, damn it. Like, you know, I'm going to go see it again. Take my money. Uh, and after I got older, I just kind of couldn't be bothered at that point. But I think it did okay at the box office. I don't remember hearing that it was like a flop or anything like that. Ebert liked it. He he said it was better than Wyatt Earp, which I think we all agree with. I think we all agree. I like Wyatt Earp, but it is better than Wyatt Earp by leaps and it's bounds. The problem with Kevin Costner is it's Kevin Costner. <laughs> There's no... Yes. Yeah. It's like 40-minute shots of him just standing, <laughs> looking out over something. And he tends to do the the Great White Hope movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, that's why... He does that very clear, defined mm -hmm. hero and villain. Like, he's got that, like... Everything he does is like, like an old mentality. That's why it's hard to say that Dance Growing Up, Dance of the Wolf was one of my favorite movies because looking back on it with uh, 2019 woke glasses. Yeah. yeah. It's a little problematic. It's a very, <laughs> like I said, great way hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, there's a lot of caucasity. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your favorite, what are your favorite westerns? Oh, Tombstone, definitely. Dances Wolves, I really enjoyed. Return to Lonesome Dove, I just love because of all the TV shows out there, 
I can't say I would love Lost. I wouldn't go out and watch it, but the fact that I made my parents yeah. happy watching it and how much they look. Yeah, you've got yeah. positive memories so, attached to it. I mean, so that ranks up there for me. Plus, even that, that's got, who do we call it, doesn't it? Uh, Sam Elliott? I believe so. He's in kind it's of not uh, a Western everywhere. in it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really count. It's like a very <laughs> low budget if it doesn't have him in it. Um, all right, so moving us forward to the uh, the aughts, the OOs. Uh, it's a really prolific era for Westerns, but uh, I, I don't see a ton of movies on my list that got a, like a like massive mm. studio push. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he gave us movies like Open Range, another one with Kevin Costner. He's got kind of a formula. Uh, the Assassination of Jesse James, which I didn't actually watch all of until recently. Uh, it's that one with the like the really long name, like mm. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward something for it. It's it's all right. It's a long movie. It's all right. Uh, Appaloosa, uh, Three Ten to Yuma, the remake with uh, Russell Crowe. Let's see. Uh, no Country for Old Men. I wasn't sure at first if I was gonna. If I I didn't ever thought of that as a western. I guess. But I guess since it takes place out, I don't know. Sometimes they they do things and they classify them, and I don't I don't agree. Uh, the True Grit remake, which I I said before, I really liked. Uh, I just kind of like, uh, I like Jeff Bridges. Like he's, he's like a perfect grumpy old man, even though I imagine he's probably really cool. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't have a list from the OOs without mentioning Brokeback Mountain because it was a massive success and Kit broke down all kinds of doors. Uh, no one saw this one, I bet, but I'm putting it on the list because I saw it, which was Bandita's which was like a female-centric, I kind of like a female-centric Young Guns. Um, Jonah Hex. That movie was oh. terrible. Uh, definitely big budget. Uh, I thought I thought Josh Brolin did the best he, <laughs> best he could with what he had. Uh, <laughs> Mega Fox, yeah. Uh, just for ha-has, uh, I'm going to mention the Insane Clown Posse movie Big Money Hustlers, which I watched on Netflix one time. And man, if I didn't laugh through that entire 90-minute shit fest. Um, yeah, 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 I know. I know. I know. Would I watch it again? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Django Unchained. Like, I feel like you're towards the end of the OOs, it's where we get our bigger names. Uh, let's see. The Magnificent Seven, the remake. Hateful Eight. The Revenant, which, again, I wasn't positive if I... I I don't know. Like, is that Western or is that a pioneer movie? Uh, probably more pioneer. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, Hell yeah. Million Ways to Die in the <laughs> West with Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> yeah, I love that fucking movie. Uh, I watched this one a couple weeks ago. The Sisters Brothers. The Sisters Brothers. I always fucking read it wrong because at first I was like, the Sisters Brothers. Is it about like nuns or something? And no, it's just, it's about two brothers and their last name is sister uh, with John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. It was, it was interesting and good. Uh, I don't know if I would watch it again, but uh, it's worth a one-time watch. And uh, Rango, <laughs> that is, that is very much a Western movie. Uh, what was your take on stuff in the OOs? Do you have stuff that, uh, 
they stood out to you? Were there movies that you Did were like, yeah, yep, yep, love these? messed me up because I thought it was the Cormac, McCormick uh, book. <laughs> oh. So I was like, this is a comedy. What's... <laughs> That's nothing that he writes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right. That fucking that fucking scene where he gets bit in the mouth with the by the spider <laughs> and it lays eggs. <laughs> oh god, that fucking movie! I thought it was going to be a comedy too because you see John C. Riley and I'm like, well, this will be funny. And no, no, like definitely not his usual uh, his usual fare. All right, so uh, let's bust out some sub some uh, subgenres then. The uh, the horror western. Uh, you got movies like Bone Tomahawk, uh, Vampires, which is a fantastic movie, even though James <laughs> Woods is not a fantastic person. Uh, the From Dust Till Dawn series. The list I had only listed part three, and I think that's horseshit. I think the first one is absolutely a western. Um, what do you think on that? I think you have to add anything. To me, Westerns aren't just um, white yeah. Americans. They're also the north, the, the border uh, yeah. Mexicans, you know, of Hispanic origin. You know, that's very much that speaks as much as a, a white guy with a hat and a six shooter speaks Westerns. The mariachi music right. and a sombrero tells speaks at Westerns. Much. I think a lot of that's owed to the first. Uh, Red Dead yes. Redemption yep. game. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely consider Dust Till Dawn in the Western genre. Well, then let's, uh, let's like you mentioned it, let's let's offshoot. Uh, video game Westerns. Uh, obviously, I mean, obviously, Red Dead Redemption. Are, uh, uh, was the first one Red Dead Revolver? Okay, see, so Red Dead yeah. Revolver, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Call of Juarez. I think the first two were okay, and mm. then they went to shit. Uh, there was some other weird Western game that I played on the Xbox 360 at some point. I can't remember what it was called, like Last Bullet or Last Shot or some shit like that. Like uh, aside from aside from Blood was, that, was yeah, Western. it was. That's remember right. Blood? I didn't even think about that, but yeah, it was like the old it had like the old Western, and it was like that circus tent shit. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Oh man. Where's that remake? I want a remake of that. <laughs> what kind of Western games like did you play aside from the Red Dead stuff that 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 stuck out to you? Anything? Oh, there was a couple of strategy games that were pretty good that took place in the West. Those right. were kind of cool, but I mean, it's, it's a kinda, niche. It's a niche it's genre, hard. like yeah, and Red Dead Redemption. It covers all of it, yeah. Yeah, sealed it up, made it its own. I mean, and it works. Like, nothing yeah, else even has to try and compete because, I mean, that game gives you, like, hundreds of hours worth of gameplay. So who's going to compete mm -hmm. with that? Right. Like, stick to your Oregon Trail, otherwise. Like, it's pretty <laughs> much. Um, okay, so sci-fi westerns. I feel like this is one of those uh, one of those genre mixes that really goes hand-in-hand. Uh, Serenity and Firefly, you have to mention those. Um, Westworld, you would have to mention that, obviously, the film. Uh, I'll get into the TV show at some point. 
Uh, and now this was listed, and I don't, again, I don't think of it as a Western, and I will see what you think of it if you've seen it. The Book of Eli. Post-apocalyptic. Right? Okay, so. Like, like the post-span, you know, it's a Western, but that just happens to take place. Yeah. In a excellent future. I mean, I guess by that criteria, then Fallout is a Western video game. Oh, uh, the first two, not the 3D remakes. Okay. I wouldn't call those Westerns. They're too... They're too uh, East too, Coast. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Whereas um, New Vegas, I would consider yep. Western. But the first the first two falls are definitely... Uh, I would call okay. Western. All right, so we're going to go with Book of Eli as a... As a, as a Western E type movie. Anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's uh, don't be surprised. Uh, nobody else does either. Uh, pretty sure I'm like one of the only people that saw it. Uh, it stars Denzel Washington as a blind man who is taking uh, what you do. It's a book. You have no idea what it is until the end of the movie. And it's a, it's a Bible, uh, which I have to admit when I got to the end, I was like, Oh, like really? Like that's, this is, you mean that thing that causes wars is what's going to stop wars? I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works there, dickhead. Um, but I like the movie. Like I, I hate that it has that kind of shitty twist on top at the end. Um, but I actually kind of dig the movie. Um, what do you think, sci-fi western wise? You have any favorites? Well, well yeah, obviously. <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens versus yes, Aliens. Yes, Cowboys and Aliens. It was on the list and I didn't write it down because I was like, I don't know if anybody else saw that. Like, How do I follow up Casino Royale? Oh, I, I know. know. <laughs> you do your experimental like... movie that no one's going to see. <laughs> Which I saw. Did you? Movie. I own it on Blu-ray. I blind bought it. Because <laughs> uh, if I had seen it, I wouldn't have bought it. But <laughs> uh, Another kind of subgenre that I think they go completely hand in hand is uh, Kung Fu Westerns. Now there's not a lot of them, uh, but you could argue that any, any Kung Fu movie is essentially just a Western in a different locale. Um, right. <laughs> into the, uh, into the Badlands, which is, which is a show. It's not a movie. Uh, it's a show on AMC. Uh, fantastic fight choreography. The story got a little bit too convoluted for me and I had to drop it, but it looks fantastic and it definitely has that Western vibe to it. Um, the Warrior's Way, which all I can remember about it is it's about a guy who comes into a town uh, to protect a baby. Like he's ca he's carrying a baby and his job is to protect this kid. He ends up in this town and there's just bad guys everywhere. And it takes place in like, there's a carnival in the town. So there's like all kinds of weird shit. I need to watch it again because uh, it's probably been <laughs> five or six years since I saw it. And I absolutely loved it. Uh, and today when I was writing things down, I was like, what the fuck is the name of that movie? It took me like 20 minutes to find it. Um, and you would have to mention like Shanghai noon, like Jack Chan mm. stuff. Like you have to mention. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any, <laughs> I forget about that movie. I know. I know. Like Jackie Chan's later stuff is not always my favorite. And when you throw Owen Wilson into it, I'm always kind of like, I don't no. I don't dislike Owen Wilson, but oh Do you remember not to change, but go back to TV, do you remember the adventures of Briscoe County Jr.? Oh god, yeah. In uh 
Bruce Campbell. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ill-fated adventures of Briscoe County Jr. I don't remember a lot about the show. I definitely watched it, though. Uh, I liked it. I, I'm assuming it got canceled because it was on Fox. What happened to that, like, era of TV? Because you had those shows that were just made for syndication. You know, yeah. they had that. They had Lost World. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of those shows that were just, they were made for syndication, like... I think on USA and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just... don't know. Maybe there was like I guess it, maybe there wasn't enough money in it. But I mean, they were so cheap to make. You would think it would just eventually pay for itself, right? That now sci-fi just makes all the asylum movies. Oh God, <laughs> which you can watch on Pluto TV. Ah, another plug. Um, <laughs> they have their own channel. Not to derail it, but is Bubba Hotep a Western movie? You know, I. I don't know if it would be in the strictest sense, but uh, I would count it as such because the mummy is like a, like six shooty, like, and that movie's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, we're gonna count it. It counts. Um, <laughs> why do you think? Uh, why do you think kung fu movies and sci fi movies lend themselves so well to the Western genre? Well, I think kung fu. I was thinking that as you mentioned, they're a Western on their own. Is I think they are because that's really. Asian markets fantasizing about romantic time, romanticizing a time in their history, like we do with westerns. It okay. just happens that theirs is farther back, right? Because they've been around so much longer. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when the Chinese, the Thai, the Japanese, they all are romanticizing, like especially samurai movies in Japan. Yeah, that's very western. Yeah, it is. The samurai is the cow is a cowboy. Yeah, you know, it's that lone. He's the sheriff. That, He's the sheriff in the lawless town, basically. Yeah. So I mean, Samurai Seven is basically the basis for every Western movie ever. Yeah. Who the hero? Yeah, totally is. <laughs> yeah. It absolutely is. And now, do you think sci-fi does it because space is essentially like the last form of the Wild West? It's like the untamed. Right. Exactly. You know, that's a very romantic idea when you look into the future. Is come on, who wouldn't want to own? A Firefly class ship called right. Serenity and go around the doing odd jobs. This seems very just, specific and like something that you've thought about. <laughs> <laughs> I have fantasized about just I don't know something about being on a spaceship like the Millennium Falcon or something. Yeah, where, where you just that's your home too. Just something very romantic about that. It's kind very of what I always liked about westerns in general is the. Uh, it's the the kind of vast emptiness of the landscapes. Mm. Like there's just really nothing for miles and miles and miles. Like you see somebody riding across a plane and you can fucking see the curvature of the earth. That's right. Flat earthers, the curvature <laughs> of the earth, because all you can see for miles is just, there's nothing blocking your path. Like if you, if you ask me where I would want to live, ideally it would be like, every long shot in a Western where they just show area, <laughs> like take that scene and then put a house in the middle. And that's where I want to be. So if you're on some big craggy mountain house in the middle, so like, so nobody can get to me. If you got a big empty plane house in the middle, so I could see everybody coming and then I could lock them up and be like, I'm not home. Go away. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's cool that you, that you, uh, we, we totally agreed on that. Like it was kind of my thinking going into was it was that was why sci-fi lent itself 
so well to it. Uh, all right. So Western TV shows. I said I was going to get into this. Uh, Westworld. Obviously, you know, you can't not mention Westworld. Um, mm. It's currently, well, it's a little less westerny strictly now i guess in the later seasons but it's a it's a fantastic adaptation of the original um un- unless you're felicia day she didn't like it <laughs> so but how dare they be prostitutes in the yeah. old west? how dare they be prostitutes in the old west and how dare how dare these people treat robots as if they're not people even though robots in fact are not people and that's the whole point of the goddamn show was that these people come here and they're horrible people and they live out their horrible fantasies on air quote people who aren't actually people. That's the whole mm. fucking point. If, if, if that point has gone past you, I feel like you should have just stopped from the beginning and not watched the show. Um, Hell on Wheels. Fantastic hey, Western show. With uh, my dude crush, Anson Mount. That dude is awesome. Uh, I feel bad that he has not had as much luck uh, since that show. He did do so in Sue So Hot with Inhumans. It got canceled really quick. But you said he was doing fine on Star Trek, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a big push to get his own series going. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's salivating over it. That's fantastic. Very deep in exploring the idea. That's awesome like i think he's a great actor and i have to assume that it's just logical that if he was that good as colored bohannon on hell on wheels that he would be that good on star trek because star trek was actually listed on one of those uh western movies lists as a western which i i got first i was like get the fuck out of here star trek like but then <laughs> if you're gonna call sci-fi a western then i guess it kind of makes sense right like they're going to different places and they're killing the natives which is basically what every western was um it's like hey white people come on down red shirt dies and then they kill all the aliens and that's how it works uh yay yay white people i don't don't. uh longmire not a show that i watched but uh, i definitely knew a lot of people that did uh about a small town sheriff got got out west kind of montana i think yeah, or something like that. Did she it. like it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Godless, which was a show on, uh, I think it was a show or a movie. Fuck if I can remember. It was on Netflix, though, uh, and it had Jeff Daniels in it, and it was absolutely amazing. I definitely recommend it to uh, anybody with a Netflix subscription. Catch it. I think it was an original. Uh, I don't watch it. It's on Sci Fi, Winona Earp. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Like, I feel like that's the reaction you get with that show. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Uh, let's see. Was uh, the, Western? You know, I, I think it probably counts. Like, he, he, it's definitely got like a Western vibe to it. It may not be in like the strictest sense. Like, I feel like maybe that has a genre like Western crime dramas or something like that. Um, the Hatfields and the McCoys. I think that was on AMC. It was like a four or five part miniseries that had damn near everybody in it. Costner was in it uh tom berenger tons and you want super ensemble cast um here's a question for you about tv do you think biker shows count as westerns i feel like they've got like a western vibe to them oh 
feel like obviously there's I'm talking about Sons of from. Anarchy. Yeah, I was gonna say there's not many to pull from. Right, like you got Sons of Anarchy and then uh, Mayans MC, which to me had more of a Western vibe. Yeah, I'd say that. Mayans definitely has more of a pull. I wouldn't. Okay, Sons of Anarchy was more like a Sopranos on bikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not inaccurate at all. <laughs> <laughs> So I I don't know, man. Did I was there any that I forgot? Like, is there anything that uh, you jumped you, out as like a glaring? If you don't pick up on the one you missed. What did I miss? Wow, I'm gonna kick myself. What did I miss? Deadwood. Oh fuck, I did miss Deadwood, and I wrote it down. You know what? <laughs> I skipped it to go to Hell on Wheels, and then went to yes. Thank you for reminding me. Ah, <laughs> Deadwood, HBO's bastard child, um, and arguably to me the best one of the best Western shows. Ever better than Westworld. Uh, I would even say better than Hell on Wheels. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is amazing, like he always is. Uh, Ian McShane, who I do believe at the time of filming that show was not the popular guy that he is now. So this was kind of him uh, being introduced to a, to a bigger market. He knocks it out of the park on like a regular fucking basis. Uh, that's another one of those shows that has like a ton of people that you'd be like, Oh yeah, that person. Oh yeah, that person. Uh, it's got the wife from breaking bad. Uh, it's got Brian Cranston's wife from breaking bad. The actress's name. I cannot remember. Uh, let's see who else was in it. Uh, major dad. Yep. Yep. He's in it. I never remember his fucking name either. Um, um uh yeah there's it uh that's his name <laughs> beginning or something. this would be the sign with like the like the little like little circle going around that we're loading trying to think of something uh he passed away instead of powers dude did he pass away too yeah yeah major dad he passed away i do believe so i don't know he was in the he was in the, the deadwood movie oh was he then I'm yeah. thinking of somebody else. You're making it up. I'll make it up here. <laughs> um, yeah, got canceled before its time. Three seasons, 36 episodes. Uh, I do believe that the use of the word fuck in that, in the, or uh, like my kids sometimes listen to this, so I can't say the other word that he uses all the time. I can't even believe I'm censoring myself. Uh it was like an absurd amount, like in the thousands. It was fantastic. Jen and I were watching the movie and she was like, did you know? And she reads off like how many times each swear word was uttered in the show. And as you're watching the movie, you could just see the numbers rising and rising and rising. But it's fantastic, man. You know who it had? You know who Deadwood had? It had. Um, do you remember? You, do you watch Facts of Life as a kid? It's not really. Not. It didn't jump out. No. Uh, Joe. Joe on the show had a cousin i believe it was who had i think it was cerebral palsy but she was a stand-up comedian right so she was brought in to like you know show that people with disabilities are just like everybody else mm. uh and she's on the show she's on deadwood she plays like the like the, she cleans up around the around the bar um and ian mcshane's character is just fucking vicious to her uh, like just says horrible, horrible shit to her. But at the same time, like you can tell that he takes care of her and he like truly loves her. And in the movie, like they like summed up that kind of relationship for them. Like, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody. But like as it's coming to an end, like they have this kind of like closeness moment where you realize that 
while he might have not been as nice to her as other people, you know, would say that he was being uh, for obvious reasons, um, he wouldn't let anyone else mistreat her. Mm. Like he was incredibly protective of her and loved her like a daughter. Like she was like a huge part of his life. And he it kind of without words admitted that like, you know, she, she was uh, the reason that he had lived as long as he had and shit like that. Um, it was a fantastic cap to what I think was a show that, that, that got unfairly overlooked and unfairly booted before it's time. Mm. But thank you for bringing that up because I would have totally fucking forgot about that. The guy who died was a uh, farm, right? He died in real life, didn't he? Did he die? He might have. Just recently, I think. That's very possible. Because he was... Yeah, because he played on, on the... Yeah. <laughs> he was on... Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah, Daryl Amon, yeah. the brother Daryl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is Larry, my brother Daryl. New is it Newhart? Was it Newhart? Newhart, yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> go mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you watch a lot of Deadwood? Like I don't I watched know the what your first season. I've finished it yet. Um I definitely enjoyed it. It's so good, but it's so grimy. Mm-hmm. Like when that show, when you get done watching like a block of three or four episodes of that show, you kind of feel like you need a shower. <laughs> It's just kind of gross. I definitely liked, I enjoyed the Bill Hickok stuff. That was really good in the beginning. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And the lady that played Calamity Jane yeah, was fantastic. Was awesome. <laughs> it was just like, I can't recommend it enough. Like, if, if you're looking for shows to binge, go watch Deadwood. Go watch Hell on Wheels. You will, you will not be disappointed in these shows. Um, I feel like Westerns get unfairly... I was really good because Sanderson's still what? alive. <laughs> Man, you're I'm you're batting in, zero. You are. You are killing celebrities left and right unfairly. Wow. <laughs> Where am I getting my information from? I don't know. Don't know. Anyway, the word fuck is said 43 times in the first hour of the show. It has been reported the series had a total count of 2980 fucks and an average of 1.56 utterance of the fuck per minute of footage. <laughs> so you were right. That's art. That's art. And I meant to say, like, I almost brought, I almost fucking forgot. Deadwood is Shakespeare to me. Um, do you remember, do you remember when we were in school and they would play like a Shakespeare movie or you would be reading a play or something like that? And there's the way that they talk that just makes no goddamn sense right. because it's not how anyone fucking talks anymore. Um, a lot of the complaints that I saw about Deadwood were people saying, um, especially like recent ones where people are saying that, well, nobody talks like that. It's written Shakespearean. Mm. Like that's how it's supposed to be listened to. Like you're, you're listening to a play. It's a teleplay is basically kind of how I've always, always viewed it. But yeah, Shakespeare and Deadwood to me are kind of right on the same, same plane. So there's my, there's my bold take. Hmm. I buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. But uh yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but uh that was our western episode. Everybody, I hope uh I hope it wasn't too uh hope it wasn't too boring. I hope you didn't mind hanging on on the dusty trail with us. 
I know, I know. You know what? You opened with a howdy partner, so I should get at least one. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike, if the people wanted to find you on social media, where would they go to do that? They could find me on Twitter at Emetic 5x5. I almost forgot. You had to think I about did. that for I a did. second. It, uh, you could find me on Twitter at Thomas 1978 Again, come over to the Facebook group and hang out. Uh, we release all our episode info there. And please, please, please go leave us a review. I hate begging. Uh, <laughs> we did actually get one review. Uh, so we've have, we have like seven five-star reviews and one four-star review. But I ain't mad at you, four stars. Four stars is still pretty fucking good. Uh, so I am not going to complain at all. Thank you for everyone that has reviewed us already. It means a lot to us. Uh, Mike, say goodnight to everybody. Tune in next week to the same Bat channel at the same Bat time for our episode on Batman. Sweet. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Later, y'all.